0: everybody. It's Grace of In Your Face with Donnie and Grace, and we are never in anybody's face because we're too nice. I don't know why it's aren't the name of our show, but guess what? Donnie is not here. We did a show last night. He couldn't be here today, but I have a super-duper special guest who is like a dream boy of mine, (laughs) Eddie Muller from TCM, uh, Noir Alley. That's where I discovered you, from Noir Alley. He does... Uh, move, he does um, film noir movies every Sunday at 10 a.m. and he is just an amazing dude. I read your history. I read everything, Eddie. You are just like, you are certainly a renaissance man.
1: Uh, thank you very much, Grace. But uh, I want—I have a question for you. What? What did you? What did you do with Danny's body? <laughs> you, uh, <laughs>
0: uh-huh. I think
1: I think I got your you know your your intro to me when you sent me the letter asking me to be on the show was was Quite nice. You quite, said it was a match note. Quite, <laughs> quite fresh, actually.
0: I thought it and, was...
1: And now I... So I guess I'm not surprised to find out that Danny's not on the show today. It's but da- I think you've got him tied up in the closet or actually, something. Actually,
0: he's in that rug. You know, he's in the rug in the yeah. uh, recording yeah. booth. That's where he is right now. I'm all here. I'm by myself, right. and I'm lonely. But I have you on the other end, so I'm so thrilled. So, Eddie, um, why don't you tell us a little... You are called the Czar of Noir. You are called... <laughs> Uh, a neurologist. Does anyone ever? Not as this is funny, but I, I'm thinking somebody would read that and think, "Oh, you're a doctor too." Did anyone ever say that to you about a <laughs> neurologist?
1: Well, actually, it's funny. You know, neurologist. I'm going to add to the list because the the one that I kind of coined myself was neuroarcheologist.
0: <laughs> I love
1: right? it. Now, I, I I did not come up with the czar of noir. That was actually. Uh, bestowed upon me in the spur of the moment uh, by a woman who was introducing me at an event one time. This was years ago. And and when you're younger, you tend to write a really long bio, because you want to impress people. Like, really, I deserve to be here, because look at all this stuff I did. And then she got tired of reading it. <laughs> <laughs> and she just said, oh, hell, he's bizarre of noir. But I... I and as soon as I heard that, it was like, "Oh my God, I'm I'm using that." I've it's got to great. Use that. It's and perfect. I'm glad she said it because then I don't have to. Yeah, be you don't know, cool. sound
0: like you're like, uh, "Hey man, I'm so hubba yeah. hubba." Yeah, so hubba I always hi. hate
1: it when I read yeah. online where people say, "You know, he, he's the the self titled Zav." I was like, "No, I'm not." See, no, I'm he not. cleared that up it. for you
0: guys. He is not. So basically, tell us how you got your love of film noir movies, when and when? Um,
1: we- well. Um, you know it, it's <laughs> i guess when i was pretty young i i was always a movie guy mm-hmm. i've always been like a storytelling guy
0: mm-hmm. and um
1: uh, you know i would i would cut school i admit it i would I, cut
0: school be still and, my heart uh,
1: yeah to watch dialing for dollars and stuff like that I or else movies. i would miss the beginning of school because i stayed up so late to watch movies till dawn and Things like that. And, you know, this is – I'm going to date myself here, Grace, because I am so old that uh, I remember, you know, I predate videotape and stuff. So if you wanted to watch movies on TV, you had to, like, buy TV Guide.
0: Oh. And you had had to
1: go through TV Guide and, like, circle – the movies that you wanted to watch and then guess what you had to get up when those movies were on
0: I know. We're and so watch spoiled. them when they
1: were broadcast you know We are so now spoiled. it's like uh, you know kids today are like i can't just call this up on my on my phone i mean this is ridiculous <laughs> i mean i, I have to wait five minutes to see it uh, It's it's not downloading fast enough You know, uh, no, I I come from a different, uh, a different
0: generation. Well, so do and so do I. Because I like old movies, but I I think you're probably a little older than me. Um, But you're you're darn cute. Let me tell you, honey. I am a tomato, and I have nice scams. Um,
1: I'm, I, okay, I, I'm going to have to go online and look you up, Grace, obviously. <laughs> I, I haven't done my homework here, so.
0: I'm kind of cute. <laughs> Donnie would tell you if he was here, but he's not. Okay, Okay. so can you explain to some people, some people, actually someone the other day, I told someone you were going to come on, and someone said to me, what is exact? What is film noir exactly? Will you tell us, please, <laughs> Edward?
1: Well, um, uh, I call film noir like the only truly organic artistic movement in Hollywood history. And for the, for the purposes of Noir Alley and the stuff I do on TCM, uh, I'm limiting this to American films, you know, produced in Hollywood. Uh, it's actually bigger than that and broader than that, but we'll, we'll stick to Hollywood right now. Uh, And and it really had to do with mostly their crime films, Mm -hmm. and and it generally had to do with um, Hollywood having uh, uh, an obligation to produce entertainments that were uplifting uh, and reassuring, and that was its job during the Great Depression and during World War II. And then when the war ended, it was sort of like all of these artists, whether they were writers or directors or actors, whatever— uh, they sort of said, OK, we're we won. Can we now tell stories that aren't, you know, happy and cheery optimistic? Yeah. yeah, it's like we, we want to show that there's this other stuff happening as well. So, so that's why it became sort of a movement, because there was this pent up desire to tell other kinds of stories. And then it just came out uh, in in this rush for like five or six years where every studio was making eight to 10 of these movies a year until they sort of ran their course. But the, the influence those films had is still felt. And interestingly, you know, they are in my estimation and not mine only, uh, the films of that era that have, have aged the best, yeah. Uh, probably be you know, probably because as a culture we've we've, you know <laughs> things have not gotten better, shall we say? No, they and, haven't uh, <laughs> and and so yeah. they look prescient, but they look super stylish. I
0: love it. I uh, love the whole thing. and
1: And what's really interesting is at the time these films were made, they were seen as being really negative like, wow, these movies are saying terrible things about human nature and about the society at large, and wow, you know, they were like signal flares, and a lot of people were opposed to them. Like, this is terrible. This isn't the way it is. Now, a lot of people watch these movies as comfort food, yeah, it's like it's like oh, let's go back to a simpler, more it is true. Time. It
0: is. It's because yeah. TCM is my comfort channel. Um, I watch it at night, and if I don't have a movie that I really want to watch, I DVR films during the week, and then I can find something because I want to go to sleep with something comfortable. It's my comfort show. Edward, um, um, Robert, but you don't go to sleep during the movie. I hope. No, I'm wide awake. And I've seen probably all of them, but about 50. I can recite too many lines. It's scary. And I, uh, that lovely Robert Osborne was my comfort man. I'd be sitting, you oh, know, yeah. glass of wine watching Robert Osborne, you know, give us the scoops and just relax and I could sleep well. And now you're like, Yeah, hey. I think that,
1: uh, you know, they used to call uh, Walter Cronkite, you know, the most trusted man in America and all that. And, I think uh, Robert was definitely that for movie lovers. Oh,
0: he was so great. You knew him, right? You knew him?
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He was fabulous. He was a wonderful guy. I mean, uh, I don't even know if too many people at TCM are aware of the fact that um, I actually knew Robert before I did anything at TCM, because he very kindly invited me to come and, and Post a few movies at his own film festival cool he had his own film festival in athens georgia and i went there one year um before i'd done anything on tcm and i and i think that who knows i, I really never discussed it with robert but maybe uh you know i, I always felt like i had his seal of approval and, and that's and, a pretty good seal. Well, yeah,
0: I think you definitely. deserve it, actually. <laughs> Everything I read about you, your knowledge of the movies. I want to tell you, I got two of your books. I got yesterday. I'll get it tomorrow. I ordered it on Amazon. What's the one? Um, the Noir Something. Um. Uh, of
1: course, it would be The Noir Something. Yes. I, um, <laughs> well, there's uh, if it's one of the noir books, it's either Dark City, The Lost World of Film Noir. Or Dark City Dames, the women of Noir. Oh, I did. I got the Or the, the art both. of Noir.
0: No, I got okay, Dark City, good. and that. Then I could not get uh, the Dames, the Dangerous Dames of Noir. Yeah,
1: yeah, Dark City Dames. That, that Dark is City Dames. I'm, it is I got out of print. The, uh, it is out of print now, but I got the rights to that book back, and I'm, I will be definitely reading
0: do it. But part. I got it. Yeah. I bought it from somebody for a lot of money. <laughs>
1: thank you you're welcome which I got none of which I got none I know know.
0: I know but I (laughs) wanted it it wasn't as much money as they asked on other books but I wanted it because it sounded great I'm reading all about all this stuff and all you write and I love all of the scoops and inside stories I watched some of your interviews you did with these people who I love is Marsha Hunt she is so cool what a cool yeah. broad. She is just so. Uh,
1: Marcia is the, is the the greatest human being I've ever known.
0: She just seems it. I just want to, you know, wow. And everything she went through, I didn't know any of this about her, about being um, the Washington 10 and her getting blacklisted. And, you know, that was amazing yeah. to me to read because she always seemed, you know, what, you know. Marsha Hunt, you don't know. I know,
1: I know. I'm happy to say I just uh, on October seventeenth, I attended her one hundredth birthday.
0: How? And she's still slick, right? She's still slick as anything.
1: Oh yeah, No, she's really bright. Uh, yesterday, she she sent me a thank you card. You know, thank you for going to the trouble of coming down for my birthday. And a handwritten thank you note from this woman who is a hundred years old. You know? I love her. She's she so is cool. Totally
0: with me. She, you've done a lot of stuff with her, and I, I found her impressive. And what I also didn't get, you know, how so many people got blacklisted. Bogie was there; he didn't get blacklisted. Why didn't he get blacklisted? Because he was too popular. Well,
1: he, well, that's a that's a complicated story. He was the front man for that group, that, the Hollywood Strikes Back group, that yeah. uh, Hollywood fights back that uh, you know, chartered the planes and went to Washington. Uh, and he was very unhappy about it in the end because of the way it kind of turned into a debacle. And he was kind of stuck in the middle because he really wasn't the big firebrand, but they put him first. They shoved him up front to be the mouthpiece. And he sort of, I'm not going to, I don't want to say he recanted, but he sort of changed his tune a little bit and, and did sort of publicly... I don't want to even say turn on his colleagues in that group, but he did enough that they left him alone. Plus so, he was making money for the studio. He's making a lot yes. of money. For so, so he sort
0: of disassociated himself with them.
1: In a sense, but certainly Lauren Bacall did not. I no. mean, politically, she she was much more the firebrand than, than he was and uh, remained so uh, for her entire life.
0: Um. Oh yeah! Oh my God! I, I, you did the interview. I was read. I was watching one you did with Stephen Bogard, and he's he's a feisty little booger. <laughs> to, to put it mildly, he has a, he has a lot of his dad. will oh, say that and he, he is has, a
1: very sarcastic uh, yes. guy, and he's got very, some... which I like. He, yes. I, I like Stephen. I oh, like him very. much.
0: I laughed out loud <laughs> listening to it, and um, you've done. Do you still do the Key Largo thing with him? Or you've done it once? I didn't
1: do it this—I've done it twice. I didn't do it this past year. I had a, I had a conflict in the schedule. Ileana Douglas substituted for me. She was a big hit. Now they probably won't ask me back. Aw. <laughs>
0: well, I'm sure if there's any uh, cute dames down there, they're going to want to see— Eddie, the handsome guy, the ex-bar keeper. I love I love what you write. You're very funny and I can't wait to read your books. Um another interviewer I was looking for with you, you was Ann Savage. You did an interview with her, didn't you?
1: Oh god, I I knew Ann very very well. Yes, well Ann is is one of the women in my Dark City Days yes, book and I've I done read that. I've done I've actually done numerous uh, events with Ann. We kind of had a little road show where we would Travel around and show Detour, and she would talk to people, and I, you know, or I'd do an interview with her or something. Yes, I I knew Anne very, very well.
0: It's so cute, and I love the picture of her just kind of hanging on to you, and it's so adorable. But, you know, Detour, what a movie! And she really, to me, was like the meanest. She was just like, the meanest woman in the
1: history of movies. Yes,
0: she really was. She's like, do this, do that. Listen, you're gonna listen. Well, that's to where
1: that. I got that. that's where I got the line I used <laughs> earlier. I said, "What'd you do with the body?" Uh, yeah, <laughs> you know, that's straight out of Detour. Yeah? Yes,
0: and Tom. I mean, I saw that movie, and then to me, um, the guy, what I'm, I'm losing his his name. Tom Neal. Tom Neal. What I think a movie should be made, even by Turner, Claw, not Turner, but by HBO, about Tom Neal, Barbara Payton. What oh, in yeah. life? Yeah. And um, tone but what? I mean, the truth is stranger than fiction. This was some kind of life, and poor Barbara Payton. That's that's like unbelievable. That story.
1: Yes. Have you read her book? I am not ashamed.
0: Never. But I wrote somebody wrote a book. I think about Hollywood blondes, and she was a huge part of it. And her, no, I, I felt so badly for her. She was only in her thirties, and she she was on Skid Row yeah, was, and the whole thing.
1: A, uh, that was t- a rough. Rough life
0: and Tom Neal. I
1: actually wrote a short story years ago about uh, about that whole debacle, that whole triangle, and uh, it was fictionalized, but it was clearly based on the on the Tom Neal, Barbara Payton, Frenchotone thing. And it was, uh, yeah, it was a a very nasty noir story, as it must be if it's going to be an accurate uh, reflection yep. of all that.
0: It's like, what? can you send it? You still have it? I love to read it.
1: Yeah, I do. It was it was nominated for a couple of awards. Uh, I, I can't remember what right now. Good yeah. for you, Eddie. Barbara, Barbara Payton was uh, was renamed Wanda Wilcox. Oh my story. No. <laughs> Yeah.
0: Well, that's quite a that's quite a kind of dame, Wanda. Wanda. Yeah, Wanda. <laughs> I will. Uh, I
1: will. I will find it and, and send it to you.
0: Thank you, because I really love that story. And now, what's coming out is Gloria Graham. Um, they're doing a movie about Gloria Graham and her her thing, right? They have
1: done it, in fact. Yeah, film stars don't die in Liverpool. Yeah. Yes. It's, it's terrific. I've seen it. It's terrific.
0: I want to see it. What a story that was. That was incredible. And I love her in the one with uh, Glenn, uh, Glenn Ford where she gets a copy yeah, the on her face. Heat. She was great in that. She was fabulous. Man. And also Human
1: Desire. They made two pictures together. Yes. The heat. And that was such a hit. They put them back together with Fritz Lang for... Uh, human desire. And I have to say, Annette Benning is absolutely fantastic in that film. She, uh, she sort of channels Gloria Graham without imitating her, and it's, uh, it's very, very effective.
0: That's good, because it and is. I, and, I, and i, I got to tell
1: you, I, you're the first person I've told this to, but I'm very excited because uh, we will be doing a Night of Gloria Graham Films on TCM uh, in January, next month, um, I think it's the seventh, January seventh, and I'll be hosting it with Annette Benning.
0: Well, I'll be watching and tell Annette to yeah, watch yeah. her step there. <laughs> tell her, tell her that, you know, I'm watching. <laughs> I'm watching. I'm watching. <laughs> She's adorable. I, she she looks like such so a sweetie. I love her. Um, I want to ask you about an, um, another noir. I love Scarlet Street. I think this is my favorite film noir, or one of them at least. I love *Scarlet Street*, and Dan Garey—he <laughs> is like my favorite warmy creep. Dan Garey, it's perfect. <laughs>
1: well, you're not—you're not alone in that uh, in that estimation <laughs> because uh, he has—he has quite a cult. Uh, when I do my festivals and things, it's—it's uh, it's always a good idea to, to schedule one of his movies because the. Uh, He's everybody's favorite wormy creep. He really is. Uh, He's
0: just perfect.
1: Um, and that, that's a really terrific film. So uh, you, you have very good taste. I I think that is, uh, you know, that and The Big Heat, in my estimation, are Fritz Lang's two great American
0: uh, movies. I are There are, I, there I are other
1: so. ones that are pretty great that qualify. You know, You Only Live Once is good. and uh, You know, but th- those are the two that are like... Uh, Like perfect. They are
0: incredible, and the acting is wonderful. And Edward G. Robinson and that Adele. Oh my God, I wish she'd have killed Adele. (laughs) Remember (laughs) his wife, that horrible wife. he has to to be her slave oh my god what a horrible thing
1: yeah he's wearing the apron and that's uh, I want to say that's Rosalind Ivins I think who plays
0: she was perfect she was perfect
1: yeah she talk about a woman who got typecast I mean she played that part endlessly in movies in the 40s the battle axe
0: the battle axe Um, yeah yeah Fred McMurray. Um, Just you just did the one um, on Sunday with uh, Kim Novak and Fred McMurray. What's pushover? Pushover. I saw that years ago because I have a couple noir um, dames on noir um, uh, like DVD sets, and I thought it was good. And Fred, of course, is wearing his wedding ring, and like he did in. um,
1: He never took it off. He never took it off.
0: Wasn't that something? And, and he's in the other one playing. what's He's Walter Niff. What's his name? <laughs> no,
1: like. he. It's. Uh, it's. He has the wedding ring on in every movie that he made.
0: Did he? Didn't marry.
1: I think it's kind of sweet. You it know? is and,
0: adorable. Like he's a little Junie bug. He was married to June Haver, and it is sweet. But um, in the 30s, I don't think he married her until the 40s because I don't remember him wearing rings. But
1: I was, think that. I think that's right. Yeah.
0: Um. What is your? Uh, go on. I'm sorry.
1: No, I wasn't gonna say anything.
0: What is your favorite Noir or top five? In a
1: lonely In a Lonely Place.
0: I love that. Oh, that's it was so Humphrey sad. And oh my Graham, god. I love that film. That was just on too. Yes. It's so sad. I know. I
1: just showed it a few weeks ago. Yes. Yeah.
0: And it's so sad to me because, you know, she, she's thinking and if only you told me five minutes earlier how things would be different. And it was just yeah. a great film and he was so good in it he really was that's as, blo-
1: that's as close as bogart ever got to playing himself in a movie
0: it was great
1: and i don't and i don't i mean you know he understood that character and he is courageous to show you know the the darker elements of it but um you know i'm not saying that 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 humphrey bogart was a potential psychotic uh character or anything but uh, he really understood that character quite
0: quite well. And and, he was uh, fabulous in it, and I'm glad that he yeah. didn't get Lauren Bacall to be in that movie because Gloria Graham was perfection too. I mean, she was just wonderful in that film, which I don't think would have been the same had they put Lauren. Bacall No,
1: in no, no, not at all. I mean, they were they were wise enough to know you you don't put a married couple in that role. I mean, in those roles, yeah. it just doesn't make any sense. The, the carries too much baggage with the public. You know? and it also, but it is interesting that there are times—that's how good that film is. There are times when you watch Bogart in films of that era, and you can't help but think about, oh, yeah, but he's married to Lauren Bacall, you know, so I'm not believing any of this. And that that, that isn't the case with In a Lonely Place. He, he plays that character so convincingly. Yeah, I don't think of her at all. You don't ever think Never. of him off—you off, off, know, like his off-screen life. You're just— totally sold on that character he plays it 100 percent. it's great
0: he is fab in that and i also want to ask you about one of my faves audrey totter did you? Did, yes. did you ever interview her? I love her.
1: Oh yeah. Oh absolutely. Yeah. Where can Audrey I find and I became these? very, very tight friends for a while. There, she's yeah.
0: A, she was adorable, and how? Where can I find these? Well, you'll tell me. But you know, I think everyone. No, if
1: you, you the uh, Dark City Dames book, Audrey is one of my dames. Oh she's, yeah, I, have a I know. But long profile of her in the book. She was. She was very. Um, she's a very good person. She's a very straight arrow. You know and. Uh, very pragmatic, and uh, I, I really enjoyed her. She was a she was a good person. Uh, I, I tried as much as I could to find any kind of flaw. <laughs> it's like where where's the scandalous romance you had with you know? And it's like it's not there. I mean, she really um, she walked the walk. She, she, she was great.
0: I loved her movies, and. Was this her first movie part when she was in The Postman, Almost uh, always Rings Twice? Was that her first? Well,
1: that was kind of the first part where she really got noticed. And, uh, you know, it, it, it the part was actually bigger. There were other parts that they shot and that they cut out of the film because it just— it, it ran too long, so unfortunately So she always felt like had mixed feelings about it because she was in it a lot more. That's And then when they 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 cut it down, but she still made such an impression. She really she only did. Had one scene in the movie, right? But she was very very sexy. You know, she was. Uh, it's a hot day. I'm wearing a short skirt, and that's a leather seat.
0: <laughs> so <laughs> dialogue oh, yeah. to that
1: effect with Garfield, and it was like, wow. Okay. she brings, momentarily yeah. you forget about Lana Turner
0: right hubba hubba and then Lana goes uh, the white stuff that movie I love that movie as well it's uh, coming
1: up we're showing it uh coming up soon on Noir alley
0: I will of course watch it and um what else there's another one I wanted to add oh Audrey Audrey totter did to this one I love so much tension with Richard okay. Bay's heart <laughs> I love yeah that she's movie. A, she's
1: definitely in the uh you know in the running for like the, the worst femme fatale of all time. Yes, or just bad, depending on how you look at she,
0: it. She to Warren, she was so mean to him and then yeah. she kills But I this is what I love. It's Richard Basehart plays her husband and he's like this milk toast pharmacist and she gets bored, and she goes out with all these guys and la la la. She's a trollop, a hussy, a, you know. A trollop. <laughs> she I haven't is. heard that
1: one in a while. That's pretty good. She's That's a, a good one, Grace. So you. I'm going to use that in Please an
0: introduction. Please do. Dedicate it to me. Say to
1: me. Yeah, to me.
0: The trollop. Anyway. Well, you'll
1: know. Yes, you'll I'll know.
0: know. I'll know. I'll well, be still my heart. Anyway, that was so good. But the funny part is, of course, like Clark Kent, all of a sudden, Richard Baysart, yeah. who wears glasses, gets contact lenses. And goes incognito. <laughs>
1: yeah, nobody recognizes them. Yeah.
0: <laughs> that cracks me up so much. But that is such like a great <laughs> film. I love that film, and she is so. It good is a lot that.
1: of fun.
0: Uh, what other one? Marsha Hunt. You, no, not Marsha. We got to her. Marie Windsor is also in your book. Uh She yes. was quite the dame. She was quite. Oh, the yeah. dame.
1: Oh yeah. She very statuesque. She. It's funny. She. That's one of the sadder stories in the book because, uh, you know, she just, she worked her whole life and she kept working even through injuries and disabilities and bad surgeries. And, you know, it was like, holy cow. She just, she so identified, uh, you know, herself as a working actress that she just kept going long past the point where other, other people would have packed it in. And, um, you know, she she was fabulous. I, I really enjoyed Marie and uh I have fond fond memories.
0: Uh did you ever see the movie? This was a really I think it was pretty big in its day because it, it talked about like sexual deviant people, the sniper. You ever see oh, that? Oh sure. Yeah. yeah,
1: absolutely, yeah. It's set in San Francisco. Yes. Guys almost the character's almost my namesake. His name is Eddie Miller. <laughs>
0: He was a weirdo, though. Thank God. He was like, um uh they said he was like a sexual deviant because they had a psychologist yeah. doing, what do they do, profiling him. And I love... Yeah,
1: Richard Kiley plays yes, the, the psychologist. The and, it's interesting. It's one of the first, um it's one of the first contemporary serial killer yeah, movies. Yeah,
0: it was really yeah. interesting. And... um I loved, of course, Adolphe Manjou was in there because, you know, I, I just love to say Adolphe Manjou. Adolf Manjou. <laughs> well,
1: it's very interesting. The making of that movie, I'm sure, was intriguing because that was one of the first films that Edward Dimitrik made when he came off the blacklist because he recanted and, you know. Uh, named names And uh, got his career back And Adolf Manjou, of course Was one of the most virulent Anti-communists in Hollywood He was one of the first people to Appear before the House Un-American Activities Committee And, uh, and give up like a phone book Full of names Isn't that, he, that he awful?
0: I just couldn't have and, any uh, respect for myself Or those people I just don't get it
1: well, well, welcome back Because it's yeah. all kind of coming back now Ain't it the truth? Uh, it's, it's
0: sickening and frightening And it, it's like, you know Everything old is new again Which is terrifying And like I said, that's why I go to TCM And, uh, you know, swoon over you Doing the wine stuff, I think you're so cute <laughs> You come out with your fedora I'm like, hubba hubba He's so cute, I just love this guy And you're such a great addition to TCM When did you get the full-time gig? When did you get hired for this?
1: Uh, I get. We started on March fifth of, of this year. So, um, I mean, I've been doing stuff with TCM for years before that. But the the idea for the show, and like the weekly gig and all that, began uh, in March of this year. And you and did? I, and I,
0: Go on. I'm sorry. And
1: it, it, I just renewed my contract. Yay. So, uh, so I'll be on for a while more, at least.
0: Goody, goody, because I love seeing you and I love your intros and your outros and all that stuff. Because I'm a masher. What can I tell you? <laughs> I get, Listen to you. I'm not. I am not. Now, you t- picked I Saw Strangers on a Train as a noir film. Um I think Robert Walker was never better. He was fabulous in that movie. True. And how sad his life was. But he also is wearing high water pants, if you notice. <laughs> I notice on the train he's wearing those fancy schmancy shoes. He
1: must be a psychopath. <laughs> yeah, that, high water pants. He's
0: wearing high waters and that that stupid tie. <laughs> and then I, my favorite part is when uh, the kid goes bang, and then he takes a cigarette and pops the kid's
1: balloon. Oh, yeah, pops his balloon, yeah. <laughs>
0: But then he died.
1: Soon. That is a classic moment. Yes.
0: And then you know.
1: It's, it's interesting though, you know, because uh, a lot of people re- replied when we showed that. It's like, well, this isn't film noir because it's a Hitchcock movie. That's
0: exactly what and, I know, thought they would say.
1: Yeah, it's like as though the two were entirely mutually exclusive. You know.
0: Um, I thought it. It's, it's a great very. Film.
1: Yeah, I agree. And, you know, picking the films is they let me choose the movies. Right. Right. And in some cases, it's, you know, if it's not exactly noir, it doesn't matter to me. Uh, If the movie is good and there's stuff I want to say about the film, um, then it's an opportunity to tell those stories. And, uh, you know, I I've shown numerous Farley Granger movies already uh, in the short time that we've been on with Noir Alley. I think I've shown three Farley Granger movies Side Street. Uh, Side Street, They Live by Night, and Strangers on a Train. And, uh, you know, I just have good things to say about Farley, and I knew him personally. Did you?
0: He seems like such a sweet man. I really. Uh, he was.
1: He, he was a really, really a nice good, guy with good a, with a really amazing backstory, uh, you know, about having to hide the fact that he was gay in Hollywood for so many That's years. That's so I, sad.
0: You know, and Shelly Winters being his uh, ever-loyal yeah, friend. It, and uh, Yes, oh, yes. I know we're not going to have so much time because they gave me 30 minutes, and it's like 31, so I just wanna sneak a okay, couple things okay. in. Um, I think Dana Andrews was an underrated actor as far as this stuff goes. I liked him a lot. I loved him in Laura. I loved him in... Um, uh, what was the other one he he did he did when the sidewalk ends was in my he favorite did. but he did a lot of really good movies and he did he I, did
1: fallen angel also with oh Pratt- he was he, so great, great that, that. that was a
0: wonderful with Leonard and of course boy, he's now, in
1: best years of our lives he's fantastic I especially. I cry
0: no. in that one and who is better than that uh, the trollop she's a trollop um, his <laughs> wife uh, <laughs> <laughs> what's her name Virginia Mayo she's terrific Virginia Mayo yeah she's fa- born to kill. Lawrence Tierney. What yeah. a film. Do you like that one?
1: Oh yeah. I've shown that. Yes, and I uh, you should if you haven't seen it go to my website and read my Lawrence Tierney story.
0: Oh, cuz He's a character cuz and I just love him in that oh, yeah. movie. And I, you know, I loved them all and Claire Trevor when she went to see that lady with those eyes who's been encaged in other movies Esther, like that Esther Howard yes
1: her. Esther Howard yeah, yeah.
0: she was so evil because she was just trying to find out who killed her friend and then oh Alicia how does he say his name Alicia Cook Jr.
1: Alicia uh, Cook Jr.
0: yes he was in that and he it's just a great film I don't know you guys there's so many wonderful films
1: and it's a very perverted movie it's a it is it's very demented uh, yes
0: and, and just the whole beginning of it and then Claire Trevor being a real witch <laughs> that
1: was kidding. one of the that was actually one of the first uh, I think it was one of the first films we showed on Noir Alley
0: it's a great one because I
1: couldn't wait to tell my, my Lawrence Tierney story I can't wait know, to which hear. I actually couldn't tell on the air so uh, that's why I'm directing you to my website so that you can actually read uh, the story and all its gruesome details I can't the, wait to read it the, the night I spent in Hollywood with Lawrence Tierney you did? Oh, oh how yeah. cool! Oh,
0: yeah. oh my God! How
1: lucky oh, you, could you be? Yeah, think it. Think again. Think again. <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow!
1: Yeah, he he was one of a kind. Thank God.
0: <laughs> I he looked it. He looks like uh, oh my goodness! I just want to say something. You are you are a
1: hardcore fan, Grace. What can I say? You you are. A true believer.
0: I know my, my stuff. I don't know. I think I was, I really think I was a dame, a doll, a toots, a whatever. In my, if there is reincarnation, I was one of those dames. Even though I left 30s deco and the beautiful apartments, I said, I'm going to live in New York. I'm, you know, I'm going to, you know, yeah, see, and I'm going to do it. And I did. And um, I don't have the apartment or the luxury. I have a nice apartment, but certainly, you know, it's a New York apartment and um i the only and so i got there from there when i was five and i loved old movies from the beginning and i used to do may west impersonations when i was five and i didn't even know who she was so i'm totally (laughs) into these things so i love 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 it and i love 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 you and also they have some really groovy gifts if you guys want to look um on TCM, they have Noir Alley kind of groovy, dec- uh, you know, stuff like dame, um, diamond earrings and cufflinks and the fedoras and the whole nine yards. Yeah,
1: well, yes, I know. Live the Noir lifestyle, which yes. means get all dressed up and then die face down in the gutter.
0: <laughs> yeah, and hopefully not vomiting or, or, or whatever. Poor Donnie, and you call him Danny. <laughs> Elizabeth Scott, just quickly, briefly, she probably wants oh. to get off the phone. Didn't she get... Oh, she was great. And I loved Van, Van Halen, The Prowler. Oh, oh, what Van a Heflin. I, I, Van, Van Heflin. Van Heflin. <laughs> yes, I'm sorry. Yes. Van Heflin, another underrated actor, I think. What a yes, great I, movie. Uh,
1: <laughs> I think we are going to get around to showing that one on Noir Alley as well. It's very which good. Which is a, a film close, close to my heart, because uh, that was the first movie that um, I actually restored through my Film Noir what Foundation. you are
0: doing so wonderful. Story. Why don't you tell people a little bit about that and that they can also donate to that to keep the films Well, yeah, films the, film, the Film Noir
1: Foundation, uh, we created it, God, it's been about uh, maybe 10 or 12 years now. And uh, through all the film festivals and things, and um, we raise money to restore films that would otherwise be lost. And The mm-hmm. Prowler was one of those was one of those movies, and and things like Cry Danger and Try and Get Me and Too Late for Tears and Woman on the Run. Uh, uh. These, these are all movies that uh, were independently made back in the day, and there's no studio protection for these films because they weren't owned by a studio. So they're a public so domain. They kinda, they're not, not all necessarily in the public domain, but uh, they can slip through the cracks because, like, where is the original negative of this film? And it could be lost, you know. Um, so, so the foundation, you know, we do the detective work to hunt these things down and then raise the money to restore the film and get it back in circulation. So, uh, later this year on Noir Alley, we will, uh, be showing the latest restoration that we've done called The Man Who Cheated Himself.
0: Oh, I saw Uh, that.
1: Yeah, a rare starring role for Lee J. Cobb and a rare... Some fatale role for Jane Wyatt, which uh, nobody will believe, but it does happen.
0: Jane Wyatt uh, was a femme fatale. I don't remember that. She
1: played a, she played a femme fatale in this movie. Yeah,
0: mother and, knows uh, best. No, it can't be.
1: Fa- father, father knows best. <laughs> oh yes, yeah. well, mother,
0: uh, mother's a trial. Mother, now.
1: father, you know. Well, <laughs> she definitely knows best in this film. Believe good.
0: me. So it's a good. And, so you're doing great things, and if people want to donate, should they go to your Facebook site? And or uh, the, uh, yeah, or they
1: can just go to filmnoirfoundation.org org, and uh, find out all you know all about the stuff that we do. We uh, we put out a beautiful quarterly magazine, mm-hmm. and uh, that's just stuffed with everything you ever wanted to know or didn't even know about uh, in regards to film noir. Uh, so it's all it's good. It's good. I'm very. Uh, it, it's been very gratifying to find out that. Um, you know these movies that are about alienation and uh, loneliness and all this stuff uh, have been a great way of uniting people literally all around the world uh, who have joined the foundation and come to the festivals and watch Noir Alley and uh, it, it's great. It's it's you know we've we've put together a really terrific community of film lovers uh, and and it's been gratifying that they've actually donated so much uh, to preserving these films.
0: But thank goodness for you, because you found it, and you're the president, and, you know, good for you. You're doing it, and that's, you know, you're doing some good stuff there. Not only are you handsome, but you're, you know, you're doing some really good stuff. I'm very impressed. I read everything. I love the grindhouse Thank bit. Thank you. Thank you, I know I, I can't I get in much. I appreciate that very much. I know. They're probably going to make us get off the phone, but that's okay. Um, I just <laughs> want to tell everybody.
1: <laughs> well, I do, at some point, I do have to get off the phone. I'm, so, I'm actually working today, you know. So, actually, uh, so am I. As nice as it is to, I did, uh, too.
0: I'm working, too, because we usually tape the show at night. We taped one last night. And um, so I, I had to hoof it here because the cat was crazy. And so I have to go back and work, too. So. Um, I just want to say, Eddie, you are wonderful. You can catch Eddie at TCM on Sunday mornings, 10 a.m., Noir Alley, and you'll see what I see. Swoon, swoon. <laughs> <laughs> and Eddie just knows it all. Go, I'm going to link you to his website, com. It's a riot. So much stuff there. And um, TCM did a good job in hiring you. I'm so delighted you. you're there.
1: I, I appreciate it. I, I appreciate that very much, Grace. You but are it's so It's been a welcome. lot of fun talking with you.
0: You're a darling, and um, thanks to, I want to th- thank Taryn as well for getting you to me, so I'm so psyched, and thank you so, so much, Eddie. I really, okay, really we'll, love talking to you.
1: we will do it again sometime. I
0: hope so. That's, it was so much fun.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Great pleasure, Grace. Take care.
0: Take care, Eddie. Bye-bye. All right, bye.
1: Bye. i wonder At the joy they have found The head nurse spoke up Said leave this one alone She could tell right